This is The Decode, where your host, Jace Bennett, takes the biggest success stories and deconstructs them down to their core elements so that you can use them to construct your own success. Success. All right. Welcome to the show. This is The Decode with Jace Bennett. That's me. We are here to deconstruct success. That's right. How do you deconstruct success? What we are going to be doing on this show is we will be finding people, incredible people, amazing people that are exactly like you and like me. But they did a few things a little bit differently. They did a few things a little bit longer or just tweaked it just a bit. And that's what made them amazing. So how far are you from your next success? One small decision. So before we get into the rest of the episodes, On this show, I have got some incredible human beings lined up that we are going to get to hear from. I am so pumped. I've been working on this show for years. It was under a different name. It was a book I was writing. I will put that book out there sooner or later. (laughs) But until then, let's figure out who in the world I am. I'm Jace, entrepreneur since I was born all the way back down into elementary school when I was going across the border into Tijuana with my family, finding pencils there for cheaper than you could find them in the vending machine in my elementary school, and I was selling them at a profit. About 10 cents a pencil, I was the richest man on campus as far as I was concerned. Um, And that 10 cents, what did I do with it? I was such a smart kid, I went and I bought donuts. That's what I did. I bought little I bought donuts, I bought sugary sweet stuff that made me go crazy that made my mom love even more my hyperactivity and the doctors that was trying to figure out what was wrong or right with me. Um, I have too much energy. I am always going crazy, always bouncing off the walls. All of my report cards is a little kid. Jace has too much energy. He can't sit still. Jace is always moving around and guess what that means? He's an entrepreneur. That's what it means. All the entrepreneurs that I know that are incredible at what they do, not all of them, but a huge, huge amount of them are these kids that would have, could have, should have, and probably were diagnosed with some form of hyperactivity. (laughs) So that's me. That's what I had. I was doing pencils in elementary school. Fast forward to junior high, high school, I was doing sunglasses I was not telling anybody that they were legitimate. I just said they're comfy and they're cheap. And I was slinging sunglasses in high school that I was finding. Um, Then I started getting into business. I started getting into trying to hone my skills. And a man whose book I have read more times than I should probably admit is Mr. Jim Rohn. And it was The Art of Exceptional Living. Um, how to live an exceptional life. That was great book, really old book. But the phrase that stuck out to me more than anything else after my friend had me start reading this book, it was when he said, quote, I work full time on my job and part time on my future. Excuse me. I don't want to mis- mislead you. I work full time on my job and part time on my fortune, way better than future. So how did I take that? I Let's see. At the time, I was almost ready to get married. I was participating in a network marketing company. I was getting tons of my friends excited and working with me. 
And then this particular company told me a few things I disagreed with in that, yes, you're getting all your friends, but you really need to focus on this and this. And I said, no, I need to focus on my friends. If I lift my friends up, they'll lift me up. That's the way I'm going to go about it. And they said, that's the incorrect method. So I said, well, then this is not the organization I want to be a part of. So peace out. Um, I left and immediately went and worked with a friend of mine that had an incredible mortgage company. This was circa 2002, 2003, when the rates were dropping for the first time in decades. And I created, with her permission, a new branch of her mortgage company. And we would call leads on the East Coast. We were in Utah at the time. Call leads in the East Coast early in the morning, and we would let that sun, we would chase the sun all day long until it set on the West Coast, and we would, at 9 or 10 at night, be calling Californians to their dismay, but we were assisting them with this thing called a streamline for their mortgage. It was no cost to them. They could drop their rate. All they'd have to do is sign some documents with an attorney or a notary, send them back to the mortgage company. We dropped their rate. We made a commission. They were happy. We were happy. Literally, it was a massive win-win for people. It was wonderful. I had I got a whole bunch of those friends that I had suckered into MLMs, into that MLM. They were now calling people all day long. Everybody was doing really well. It was wonderful. But for me, I don't know. I got that itch after a while of doing that. The mortgages started to creep back up about a year afterwards to where we couldn't save people enough money that they would jump on board as quick as they were in the beginning. So I started to do real estate along with the mortgages. I would do the mortgages early in the morning and then I would do real estate all day long and then mortgages in the evening, which is when I realized I was starting to do the full-time on your bills, part-time on the fortune. So I would wake up in the morning, do mortgages until about 10 a.m., and then I would do real estate all day long. First started with studying real estate. Then it went on to looking at what the top realtors around the U.S. were doing. Then it was starting to study the realtors in Utah where I was living at the time with my new bride and started working that. After that got started, I found the number one real estate agent in Utah Asked him if I could help him for free, shadow him, and do anything he wanted me to do. If it was getting him coffee, I was getting him coffee. If it was driving so he could work, I would drive while he would work. Anything I could do, he wouldn't let me because he had a very nice Mercedes and I had a Subaru. Nice Subaru, but older. And so he did the driving. I would organize paperwork. I would do anything I could to help. And then any deals I brought in, he got a massive cut of, which was incredible. I learned so much in the almost year I was with him before my wife and I had an opportunity in Hawaii and it felt right. So we tossed everything we were doing in Utah, took the money we had made, bought a struggling little retail store and with the hopes and dreams of carving out a life for ourselves on Oahu. This was the very end of 2003. We had at that point one daughter who was six months old It was the day after Thanksgiving. I was on a flight to Hawaii. I checked out the business, told my wife, sell everything. So she proceeded to have massive yard sales for the rest of the year. She came out and joined me right before Christmas. We had Christmas in Hawaii together. It was wonderful. We were broke. 
All the money was in the business. The business was making us a whopping $7 a day. So then I went and realized I need to start working full time on paying the bills. And that's only $7 a day. So I'm going to claim that is the fortune and I got to figure out something to do. So I got in connection with a car dealer on the island, worked out a deal with him, and I would take multiple college students a week. Actually, scratch that. It was multiple college students a day sometimes. And it was seven plus in a week that I would take down to his dealership and sell them cars. He would then give me a commission for bringing them to his dealership. And I made good money doing that. Fast forward two years, we then had two different retail stores. I really wanted to stop slinging cars. And the retail stores were making us a couple thousand dollars a day at this point. So I decided, let's get rid of cars. Let's move my Utah real estate license to Hawaii. Well, that doesn't really work. Hawaii doesn't share like that because Utah doesn't have expanding lava beaches that you have no idea if you can sell or not or what the rules and regulations are. So in Hawaii, I got my license, took the test, got things going, and then had these retail stores that I would work during the weekend just so that I could meet everybody in the neighborhood and get to know everybody. We did that for about three years, two, three years. And then I started putting up real estate listings in these retail businesses so that I could start selling these homes from these retail shops so that hopefully the fortune could pay for the bills. I could get rid of the retail shops and start something else. That took another couple years until I had an opportunity to start an action sports company. Wanted to sell it through my retail shops, but had a little bit bigger goals than that and got the products from this company into Costco. We were touring Costco's all over the nation Needed to set up a new location. 2008 had happened. It was now 2012. And the dream of the action sports company being a fortune and the real estate being the bill pair is what I was working on. Now, I wasn't certain if it was going to work. This one, I jumped ship a bit early and got rid of real estate, moved to the mainland USA, started a warehouse started a couple retail shops, one back in Hawaii, one in Utah, a warehouse in Utah, and was running that and was traveling all over the world to China, back from China, all over the United States. One weekend, I'm in Florida, the next New Mexico, the next Arizona, San Diego, up to Issaquah, Washington, back down to Utah, then all the way up into Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And I realized the fortune that I was building with that company wasn't happening monetarily. I was making less than any other venture I've ever owned, operated, or run, except for the pencils. The action sports company was winding down. Different changes, different industries, different laws, different regulations. Things were happening. The writing was on the wall. I was doing every trade show I could to break through it. I was doing, I was traveling anywhere I could to find new customers, new clients, keep things going. But that industry was going down at an incredible rate. So my general manager of the company said, hey, man, I don't think I can hold on much longer. I love you. I love working with you. We have a great relationship. We, we, we work well together. We can yell at each other and hug afterwards. It's incredible. But I can't, I can't stick around. I can't. I'm about to, either was about to or had just, no, his wife had just given birth to their first and insurance and 
preschool, daycare, who knows what, all these things were coming to play, getting a better car that was safer. And so I was about to lose him. He was applying for new jobs. And we had tried with the action sports company to assist other entrepreneurs with their dreams, but it was just too different. We were an action sports company making incredible products and all these people wanted different things all the way from, who knows, chicken coops to propellers. It's, it, it was crazy. And we were trying to push him through this action sports company. He was about to leave. He was applying to other companies. And we said, you know what? What if we split this up? Well, we can split it up, but what, are the, what do we have to do? I said, well, you can't work for this action sports company any longer. We have to actually start a whole new company and we have to have an agreement never to make products that would ever compete with this company. And he said, deal. Let's do it. So he quit. It was a nice clean cut. And then he took a massive risk and we started that other business. And he started working his tail off. We, in the midst of all this, had a conversation with my long-term business buddy, pal, brother of decades, Mr. Richie Norton. And the three of us partnered three-way split. Really easy. And it's an incredible company. It's still running. It's doing wonders for people. It's changing lives of entrepreneurs and businesses. And we'll talk about that in another episode. The company is called Product. We make products that you are proud of. Like it? Come on now. Come on now. That's a good name. Richie and I came up with it at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> a whole nother story on that one too. So started this company cleaned up the skate company, kept trying for another year without pay to keep trying to differentiate, trying to grow, trying to figure out a way to keep this company going. The main contract for this company was changing its business practices and we could no longer do business through them. It w- it would just it wouldn't have been profitable. It would have eaten all of our margin. I mean, all of it. <laughs> we would have gone down to like 3%. And so we had to cancel that and we decided to move everything online, got rid of a warehouse, got rid of a retail shop and a wholesale shop in Utah, another retail shop slash cool museum in Hawaii, move it all into one sole location in Las Vegas and have everything shipped from there and turn it into an online business. It still to this day is online. I resigned in 2016. This company product, I decided to go full time. So where am I at? Where was I at? Let's rewind. Video store was the daily. Cars was the fortune. I had to switch it. Cars was making us enough to pay our bills. And the retail shop is what I was trying to get to pay our fortune or build our fortune. Build it up enough. Got rid of cars. The retail shops at that point were making enough. We were living off of those. So I moved the real estate license over had the retail shops, real estate beat out the retail shops for income. So we shut those down, then had the action sports company and real estate jumped a little bit too early out of real estate because the action sports company was so much fun. Then had just the action sports company for five, six years alone with no other business and then started the product company. I didn't put a lot of time into it because I told my partners, hey, you guys have to understand this. I'm not going to put much into this because my focus is still in this action sports company. But then after the main contract, all those things happened, said, okay, well, I'm taking down the action sports company. I have this. Wait a second. Man, I've been making tons of YouTube videos for this action sports company. You know what? Let's start a family channel. 
This was 2015. My wife started researching it. She and I together launched what's called the Ohana Adventure. And that was it. I was back to two. The main hustle and the side hustle. Paying the bills and building the fortune. And so started the YouTube channel, wasn't doing anything. Our product company was killing it. And I was able to pay off quite a few debts that were associated that you know, we're associated with that action sports company, so I could still help it out. It was limping along, and this company was my main hustle. And I thought, man, this YouTube thing, this could really kick in. And so working product in YouTube with my wife was and still is a dream, but she fired me. Our YouTube channel is about to hit 2 million subscribers. It's getting, at the very least, hundreds of thousands, over... It's always over a half million views a day, up to three to six million even views a day, depending on the content we're putting out. And so she said, I've got this. And so here is the time. The time now is for me to, once again, serial entrepreneur, can't stand still, leave. So I got fired the other night. Literally, my wife actually got teary-eyed and fired me from her YouTube channel. It was a wonderful experience. <laughs> so what's going on now? Product is the main hustle. My wife owns the YouTube channel just like she really owned and ran those YouTube, the retail shops. So now she's got the YouTube channel. She is killing it, doing wonderful, amazing things. And now here I am recording, maybe re-recording my first episode of The Decode, which I would love to be the main hustle but product is just too much fun. So what I'm really hoping is that I've actually found what I want to do when I grow up. I will be 40 years old before too long here, maybe a year and a half. And maybe I found what I do when I want to. Maybe I have found what I want to do when I grow up. Product.com, it's what I do. We help entrepreneurs and a lot of digital creators make the most incredible physical products out there. We help them tour the world to go and see the process of taking care of that. And if I can do this, meet up with incredible human beings and try to deconstruct what moments in their life made them who they are and what they are, that is the dream. That is my dream. I would love to know what your dream is. I would love for you to contact me and tell me what your dream is. Right now, the email address is jace at product, P-R-O-U-D-U-C-T dot com. Um, I will get one for the decode, but at this moment, it is a very expensive domain to buy. <laughs> Maybe more expensive now that this episode is out there. But anyways, that's where I'm at. In all of these businesses, in all of these entrepreneurial ventures, in all of these projects that I've participated in and or started or become a co-founder of, there's always been something in the distance, some massive hurdle that intrigues me, that drives me, that gets me to want to be a part of it. YouTube, it was, could I actually create content that a digital algorithm would recognize as content people want to see? With product, it is, can somebody give me the craziest harebrained idea in the world and I would be able to, with my partners, find a way to source and manufacture it? Is there a way through this podcast that I can use this medium as a way to reach out to incredible, indec <laughs> that's a new word, incredible, incredible, I don't know what I was trying to say with incredible, wonderful, okay, well, incredible human beings that are independent, 
and find a way to figure out through creative questions and awesome conversations how they did what they've done and hopefully have the right questions to be able to figure out in a different way than other people have tried to figure it out. That way we can say, you know what? It wasn't just waking up early and going to bed late. It was actually this little moment right here when you realized this, this moment changed when that happened. This moment changed when that happened. And because of those moments, that happened. That way we can kind of take some of these really successful YouTubers, podcasters, entrepreneurs, digital creators, and figure out what tipped them. Whether it was mentally what tipped them, or if it was physical, or if it was some just random happenstance thing, because sometimes those things are there. Typically, they were prepared, and when that thing happened, they could take advantage of it. But let's see. I really would like you to come along this journey with me. Please subscribe so you can hit up all these wonderful humans. I am so excited to get them involved. I am so excited to get you involved so we can have these conversations. Um, I will take your requests. I will take your recommendations on who you would like to hear from. And we will do this. So thank you very much. I'm going to sign off. I will link back up with you guys later. Hit me up on my socials at Jace Bennett, J-A-S-E-B-E-N-N-E-T-T. Or if you want to check out Product, it's at Product on Instagram, on Facebook. And Twitter is a weird name, but Instagram and Facebook were the most active on for that company. Um, if you'd like to see the harebrained ideas I come up with my kids, it's The Ohana Adventure on all socials. Hit me up, let me know, and we will stay in touch. Talk to you soon.